Game weeks are coming thick and fast at the moment. Here we are getting festive, ready, and episode six of the Fancy Five podcast is being brought to you today. My name is Mason. Thank you, Fivers, for joining us once again. We're going to focus today solely on the next Fancy Five game week, consider our options, and as usual, we'll check in on the leaderboards and prize winners. So as always, make sure you're following us on socials, Twitter and Instagram at Fancy Five Jackpot for all the latest news. And of course, set an online bookmark at www.fancy5.com. I'm joined again by Fancy Five Media Manager Simon. Simon, yet another game week. How are you doing? And do you have any update for us on that Christmas promo that you mentioned last time around? Yep, so I'm I'm really good, thanks. Um, uh, but in in terms of the Christmas promotion, I've got some some slightly negative news. But don't worry, don't worry. Some positive news to follow. So unfortunately, we decided against doing the Christmas promotion. Uh, however, we have basically replaced that. Decided to replace it instead of doing a Christmas promotion. Uh, we're going to change it to a New Year's promotion. So it's going to be the same promotion, but it's going to be for the New Year. So the next podcast potentially after Christmas, uh, we can we can announce exactly what's going on there, and then we'll uh, we'll let you know all the details with that. Uh, it's going to be good. it's going to be just as good. Don't worry, it's going to be just as good. But yeah, we're just changing the title, changing the time, New Year's. So. Yeah, keep an eye out for that or an ear out. You heard it from the man himself. You've got to tune into yet another episode, I'm afraid. So make sure you tune in next time and you'll find out all of this good, exciting stuff. So I'm excited for today's episode as well. You may well be listening on Christmas Day. And if you are, Merry, Merry Christmas. We hope you're having a good one and that you're looking forward to the next round of Fancy Five coming very, very shortly. And that deadline is 3 p.m. UK time on Sunday, December the 26th. It's Boxing Day. It's exciting. You've opened your presents. Santa Claus has been, and hopefully he's going to bring you £10,000 very, very shortly. Ho, ho, ho. Fantasy Five. So in our Simon versus Mason competition, uh, we've had some updates here, Simon. We've had a few game weeks since we last spoke, so let's have a little check-in. Back in game week 16, it feels like a lifetime ago, Kieran Tierney did the business for myself. I was so excited for another episode of the podcast so I could gloat in all my glory that I pulled one back. The podcast didn't happen. And the very next week, you, of course, beat me again with Ayu. Of all people, you picked Ayu from Palace and he met his target. What was your thinking with Ayu? He hadn't scored in like 50 games, so he was due. Simple as that. (laughs) It's just, it's just, you know, when you go, you know, if you've ever been to a casino and it's just red, 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 I just thought, yeah, oh, it's got to be black at some point. So I went with that. That was my logic. No, nah, it was, it was purely because he had a 5.5 target. It was just too, it was just a bit too enticing. And despite that, I knew that fact that he hadn't scored in whatever, how many games it was. Cause I remember watching the game and the commentator mentioned it. So I knew it, um, but I just, I, he's still playing. So I just thought, you know, so, you know it just takes like a, a shot rebound on the keeper and it just a fall to him and all he has to do is tap it in he's quite capable of tapping in from you know a small amount of yardage out so I just yeah I went for that well, <laughs> I, it was, it was... I heard you were interested in doing the same but you went against it because of the stats yeah indeed so I was I was very much up for it I saw his 5.5 target it's so enticing when you see that for a forward it doesn't happen too often so you've got to take those chances when they arrive 
And I looked at his stats and his past performances this season, and I just thought, no, I cannot do it because Gallagher is on absolute fire. So I went for him, and he, of course, didn't do anything. So anyway, you pulled one back, and then I think on the most recent week, we can just ignore that. It didn't happen because we didn't get any right. But as of now, I believe you're winning 4-1, truly showing your greatness. I'm just lulling you into a false sense of security. Let's put it that way. Well, you're on the board now, at least. So, you know, confidence maybe starting to, to, to get. I mean, obviously, it was a, a quick knockback with the Jordan Ayew <laughs> pick. But, uh, you know, you got on the scoreboard and, uh, yeah, the thinking's there. You never know. We, you know, we always, all of us, we all go through, you know, highs and lows. So maybe my lows come in. You never know. We'll see. It is, it is coming. It's coming. Well, no, I don't want to say your lows coming, but my high is coming. Let's put it that way instead. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about our fivers because they've had some some successes recently as well. So back in game week 16, we had a few fivers that got two correct picks, but it was Jovi United who won the £50 PlayStation Xbox gift card. And the following week, game week 17, was the first week where we had a cancelled game. So uh, Fancy Five were very kind to put in an extra jackpot of £1,000 if you got four correct picks. And it was Widget fifteen twenty. He was close. He, he was, was so close. close. What happened, Simon? Remind us what happened. He was so close. He had he had three out of three. Off the top of my head, I can't remember the three out of three that he picked. But he had. We all knew uh, he had Lukaku left uh, in that game uh, to to get him the the fourth pick correct, and that would have got him the jackpot. And he was the only one. The only one. He had. That's it. He had Fabianski. And he got the penalty save. He was the only, I think he must have been one of the very few to choose Fabianski. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got the penalty save and beat his target. Um, and yeah, he needed Lukaku. And unfortunately, um, the Chelsea game went ahead, but Lukaku wasn't playing. I was I was devastated for him. But, you know, consolation prize at least. Ah, he got an EPL kit of choice. Yeah. Very, very nice consolation prize. Um, and a great shout with Fabianski. We don't see many goalkeeper uh, correct picks. So well, well done. Now, game week 18 also had a game cancelled. We again had that £1,000 jackpot for four correct picks. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't to be, but SMJG33 won the random draw of four fivers out of two correct picks, and he won the £50 PlayStation or Xbox gift card. And uh, this coming game week, there'll be another EPL kit on the line, so good luck, everyone, for that. Now, for December, we've got the monthly prize of £500 cash. Currently, the JBEC S9 and Embramatique with seven correct predictions each after five rounds played. And on the annual leaderboard for those Champions League tickets, I2R4, he's still up there. He's still at the top. And in fact, he's pulled away a little bit um, from THHU6. I2R4, he has now 18 correct predictions and THHU6 has 17 correct predictions. So well done, both of them, and good luck, everyone else. And let's check out now game week 19. Okay, Fiverr, so we mentioned it's Boxing Day, the deadline, and we have all five games taking place on Boxing Day. They will kick off at 3 p.m., with Burnley versus Everton being the first game selected. Now, in this game, all fours are 6.5, apart from Barnes at 5.5. But don't be tempted by him because he is injured. So that is, uh, ignore Barnes for now. All the fours are 6.5. The midfielders, we've got a range. All the defenders are 6.5 and all the goalkeepers are 7.5. So starting with Burnley, they've not won in their last five. They haven't scored in their last three. 
and uh, Everton have only won once in their last 11. So we've got two teams very much down on their luck. Simon, how do you see this game going and which players are taking your fancy? Yeah, so like you said, both teams kind of struggling, aren't they, for, for confidence, for, for wins. Um, so it's it's one of those games where, you know, it could either be a, in my mind, it's either going to be a very low scoring, nervy stalemate or, you know, both teams are in, you know, the bad form. They're just going to go for it. And it's going to be, you know, two all, three two to someone or something like that. I don't really see anything in between. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of difficult to to sort of, I don't, yeah, I'm not really sure which way this is going to go. Um, but the, there's definitely a few options um, that are catching my eye. Um, I think Decore at six point five is always interesting because you know he does get forward uh, quite well. Uh, as we've seen this year, he you know he has got quite a few goals. Um, Gets the old goal quite nice, quite quite frequently. Uh, I also think a potential outside punt here um, in Andre Gomez. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the situation is. It's, it's very, it's quite possible that he won't play. But he's, I, you know, he has been starting the last few games uh, and he's performed quite well in those games from what I've seen. And he got, a, I think he got an assist against Arsenal. Um, he, if he did start, he would only need an assist to beat his target because he's at 4.5. Um, so it's, it is a bit of a gamble. It is a bit risky, but uh, I do like the look of Andre Gomez as well. Is there anyone standing out to you on the Everton side or are you looking more towards the Burnley side? I'm looking more of the Burnley side, to be honest. Um, I did look at Dekure as well for Everton, as well as Gray. I mean, they've both got at least five goal involvement. So, you know, considering Richarlison and, and DCL are both injured. That's where the returns are likely to come from. But um, Everton have conceded 13 in the last six. And although Burnley haven't really been <laughs> freely scoring, they have also only conceded one of the last three. So I'm thinking it's going to be the, the, the low end of the goal scoring that you mentioned earlier. I think mm. Burnley might eke one out, uh, you know, keep a clean sheet, but maybe score from a corner, maybe one of these set pieces. So I'm looking at the Burnley defence. And Lowton, Tarkowski and me, they've all got goals this season, all at that 6.5 target. So obviously they wouldn't necessarily need to keep that clean sheet if they scored a goal. So this is where I'm looking. I'm looking at one of these Burnley defenders. And I think, I mean, I'm kind of flipping a coin to pick one. I think I'm going to go for Tarkowski. Okay. Let's let's set him in. I I don't have any particular reason why I'm picking him rather than the other two. But (laughs) that's where I'm going to flip the coin and, and see what happens. Uh, Burnley defenders are always a good shout. Uh, you know they they obviously work hard on the set pieces, so Tarkowski is always a always a good shout. So fair play. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's just also just one point uh, on Damari Gray. It's worth noting in the last game, he may be one of the guys that had COVID. Um, he wasn't actually on the bench. He didn't start. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know where it was. I I, try, I kind of looked for reports on that. I couldn't find anything on him, but it, it must be COVID related. So I'm not sure what's going on with him. So just be careful with that. Uh, but I'm going to look on the Everton side and I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go for a bit of a, a risky one. I'm going to go for Andre Gomez. Um, if he does start, like I said, it's just an assist. That's reasonably doable for him. So Andre Gomez for me. Nice. Yeah, I like those 4.5 targets. If you can find one, and he's obviously you can check if he's starting before you lock in your selection. So I like that a lot. The, the difficult thing with COVID at the moment, and I think we're going to see this across all of these games, so especially with these 3 p.m. kickoffs, just to uh, make sure you look up lineups because we just don't know and they're not necessarily flagged in the, in the FPL system. Obviously, 
grey is not flags, but you're right, he missed out on the last time round. So just keep an eye on that before before kickoff time. So also kicking off at 3 p.m. is Norwich versus Arsenal. Now all the forwards in this game are at 6.5, apart from Lacazette, who has an 8.5 target. Most of the defenders are 6.5. There is a couple of defenders who fall down at 5.5. So if you can imagine a Norwich clean sheet, they might be interesting to pick. But uh, as a team with only two points in the last five, it may be difficult to imagine that clean sheet, especially with a free-flowing Arsenal scoring midfielders. Yeah, I mean, they obviously started to look the part, then they sort of dropped off a bit, and now they're kind of looking the part again. It's... uh... You know, I would put a fair bit of money on Arsenal scoring in this one. I think we can all sort of agree that, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal's current sort of young talents in Saka, uh, Smith Rowe, and, and you know, more recently Martinelli, um, are all sort of firing at the moment. I mean, Odegaard's been terrific as well, and even Lacazette's starting to play well now as well. He's not getting the goal contributions, but he's come, you know, he's he's actually sort of helping the team. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a comfortable, a fairly comfortable Arsenal win. I can't imagine they're not scoring. So, uh, yeah, definitely interested in the likes of Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard and Smith-Rowe. All of them are at 8.5. It's also worth noting that I have it on good authority from an Arsenal friend. Uh, take this how you will, that Mikel doesn't change uh, a winning side. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Take, it, take it or leave it. Uh, but that's what I've been told. So in terms of Smith-Rowe, it might be another case of him starting from the bench and coming on and scoring again. If that's the case, you know he's going to need a lot. He's going to need to do a lot in that last sort of half hour period uh, to be eight point five. Uh, and given Martinelli's form as well, it's kind of hard to see him being dropped as well. So um, unless he's got some kind of niggle, um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking at one of those one of those younger talents from Arsenal. Uh, are you interested in the same or? Is there any is there any chance of picking a Norwich player? Is there anyone there on that side <laughs> that interests you or not? Is it just no no? I can make this a very quick answer. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just don't, I just can't see it. I mean, like I said, they, they only got two points in the last five. They've only scored one goal in their last five as well. So yeah. I, I don't see them having a clean sheet and they're not really scoring. So yep. there's just, in my mind, there's no real options there. And I think with Arsenal, you, you can't, you don't only look at the young midfielders, which are, are very, very strong and appealing targets, but the defenders are also, you know, mm-hmm. if, if Norwich aren't scoring, then you're, you're looking likely with an Arsenal clean sheet. And then most defenders only need one return. I can you know, hear know, already we, where, <laughs> where you're going with this. The way you're framing this conversation, this argument is is heading one way. But go on, uh, yeah, go go for it. <laughs> well, I, well, we, I was just going to say we know what for uh, what defenders like to run forward and kind of you know get involved in the attacking play, don't we? Mm-hmm. But um, but of course it's your your pick first this time around, Simon. So I would not dare dream of saying another word about any particular defenders, any particular <laughs> Scottish defenders who like to run forward and get involved in assists. <laughs> well, luckily for you, I ran through my selections earlier uh, and I'd already sort of made my mind up on a player and I don't want to change it now. So luckily for you, it's not going to be that marauding Scottish <laughs> left-back, not Robertson, FYI. It is, it, I'm going to choose uh, Gabriel Martinelli. Uh, and that's risky in itself because... You know, Smith-Rowe's been excellent, then he got injured, and he's come back, and he's coming on and doing well. Uh, and Gabriel Martin has taken his chance. So it's, it's, it's very, I mean, it must be a very difficult choice for Mikel to leave any one of, any one of Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka, 
or Smith are on the bench, but unfortunately he can't get them all in. It looks like they prefer to play Martinelli from the left rather than have him up front. Um, so it is a risky pick, but I'm going to go with the four man I, and I'm going to trust my Arsenal friend and, and his his uh, words of Mikel not changing a winning system. So Martinelli is going to be my pick, which leaves the door wide open for <laughs> your selection in the defence, I believe, unless you're going to shock everyone and go for a Norwich player. And you can do if you want time. But, you know, that is, you know, you can if you, it's there if you need to. Just I'm just putting it out there, you know. Go, go for it. The option, the option is certainly there with a Norwich defence, but I'm, I'm not going to do it this time round. Um, also worth mentioning, you know, Martinelli, great pick. Um, Od- Odegaard also, you know, 8.5 target. He's returning four of the last five matches. Um, what I thought interesting with him, he's got four goals for the season, but he's only got XG of 1.2, which I found quite surprising. So he's mm. getting those returns, but not necessarily getting into into the good positions to get the decent chances, which... Um, which is surprising, but yes, I'm going to go for Tierney as a surprise. Uh, six clean sheets out of his 12 appearances and two assists. And of course, here's the one that, that brought me the victory against you a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to put my faith in him once again. And Simon, I'm going to mention that as many times as I can during this episode. Apologies. I've got to take my glories where I can. Absolutely. Yep. Fair play. OK, game on. Martelli versus Tierney. OK, so also kicking off at 3 p.m. on Boxing Day is West Ham versus Southampton which I think is a very interesting matchup considering West Ham's form at the moment. All the defenders in this game are at a 6.5 target once again, and the goalkeepers at 7.5. The forwards are at 6.5 for Southampton, and Antonio is at 8.5. Now, Antonio, of course, hasn't scored for eight games. He's only got one goal in the last 11, and West Ham have only won one time in the last six games. So, Simon, tell me which way... Is this match going to fall? Yeah, I mean, it's West Ham. I always sort of felt like, you know, through their 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 run, that they were going to come. It was going to come to an end. They couldn't keep going at that rate. They were performing so well. You know, they were playing the same team week in week out. Antonio was brilliant. Everyone was putting a shift in. You know, it just if it, it just felt to me like it couldn't be sustained, and it's kind of come to that now. We're kind of seeing that Antonio has really dropped off a cliff. West Ham are struggling to get over the line with, with victories. Yeah, but on the other side, Southampton, they've not really set the world alight themselves. Again, you know, no win for them in the last six games in the Premier League. So it's tough to see which way this one's going to go. I, I kind of feel, I, I kind of feel like a, you know, like a one-all or maybe West Ham might edge it, something like that. You know, I think West Ham just about have the edge in this one. Yeah. I'm not really looking... I'm not too convinced with the forwards in this one. Um, I, I'm struggling to see Antonio getting, you know, two goal returns given he hasn't returned in a long time or hasn't scored in. He's only scored one in the last eight, did you say? Yep. Um, so and not not sorry, not scored in the last eight. One goal in the last eleven. Oh, one goal in the last eleven, not scored. Okay, well there you go. Even more so um, to that opinion that I yeah I'm not really looking at him. Broha Broha mm. is. He's interesting. I do like him. He's he's a good player. I think he's, you know, Chelsea are producing some crazy talent. Um, and he's another one that looks, you know, he kind of does look the part. But again, I just don't see I don't see Southampton getting enough chances for him to score more than one goal or, you know, a goal two goal contributions. So I'm not yeah. I'm not looking there. Um I'm I'm probably looking more towards again, like, you know, you've got to go through the points targets. And whenever I see a player just needs one um goal contribution, it always interests me so Declan Rice 
Uh, even mm -hmm. as unlikely as it is with Jordan Ayew, <laughs> that's the example. Um, so Declan Rice also at 6.5, uh, just needs a goal. Nathan Redmond also just needs a goal. Nathan Teller also just needs a goal. They're both at 6.5. Nathan Teller's at 5.5. And James Wall Prowns is also at 6.5 as well. And he's the sort of set piece specialist. We saw him. Who did he? He scored a beautiful free kick. Was it against Palace? Yeah, it was against Palace. He scored yep. a lovely free kick. He's also, I think he's still on penalties. I don't know if Broha changes that, but he was, I know he's he's been taking the pens up until sort of Broha's come into the equation. Um, so he's definitely of interest. So there's some very good options in the in the midfield. Um, and that's where I'll be sort of looking in the midfield, but I'm not gonna divulge too much because it's your pick. So <laughs> very, very interesting comments that you've made there, Simon. And I <laughs> we might be thinking along similar paths again. Um I would just mention with the Southampton strikers as well that Adams and Armstrong have both red flagged, so are very, very unlikely to to play in the next game. Southampton, they have lost three of their last four away games. So Bad form, but like we say, West Ham also also not doing great recently. And West Ham's defence is absolute flag central. We've got Cresswell, Zuma, Johnson, they're all flagged. And then Ogbonna and Soufal are also both out of the game. So there's a lot of um, missing defenders there, which is why I'm going to go for a Southampton free kick taking specialist <laughs> james ward prowse with a 6.5 target which you've already mentioned this yep. is the man i've i've picked yeah um he scored in the last game obviously previous to that he didn't have any returns in seven so it's not as if he's he's scoring willy-nilly but like i say with a uh, missing west ham defense and and we know he's he's got it in his locker kind of from a, from the dead ball situation it's yep. just uh with that 6.5 target it's too too nice to miss out i think yep that's a good good selection um and yeah, I'm going to invoke our little rule and I'm going to pick him as well <laughs> because I'd already picked him earlier. And yeah, um, I was looking, I, I nearly went for Declan Rice, but I just don't, he doesn't, he just yep. doesn't get forward enough to, to really excite me. And um, James Wall Prowse, like you said, he has the set pieces. So yeah, I'm going to lock in James Wall Prowse. Funnily enough, Rice was also my second pick. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, if if we would have already invoked our rule by this point, he was my backup choice. So, um, we're in very similar lines uh, on that game. On that game, yeah. So later on Boxing Day, five uh, thirty p.m. kickoff in the UK, Aston Villa versus Chelsea, and a Villa which are having renewed energy under mm -hmm. under Gerard and having some really nice results recently, very narrowly losing against Liverpool and Manchester City um, and a couple of wins against other, other um, let's say, historically lesser teams. Um, but Villa really on a decent run at the moment. And there's a couple of nice options here. The forwards are 6.5. Um, across, sorry, across both teams, forwards are 6.5. And all of the defenders are 6.5 apart from of course, Alonso and Reese James. Now, for Villa, you could potentially pick Watkins. He's got five goals and two assists, including four goals, one assist in the last eight. So he's on a really great run. Um, obviously, a lot of disappointed FBL managers last time around when his game got cancelled uh, at the very last minute. Mm -hmm. But he's certainly one to at least consider, isn't he? Especially with Chelsea only having one clean sheet in their last six. Definitely. Um, definitely Chelsea just, uh, can, you know, the very surprised that um sort of how that's changed and that's mm. you know it's a great example of of uh, how things can change quickly in football you know they were looking like one of the most solid teams uh in europe at the time and and then they've just gone on a 
spell of you know wolves that wolves clean sheet was their first in one two three four five six games you know and yeah like you said renewed energy under gerard they're, they're performing well and they have this this spirit this new energy so i i do think i actually do think villa will score i don't know if they're gonna score i don't know if they're gonna have enough chances for what again like similar to um, southampton i don't know if they're gonna get enough chances against chelsea for for watkins to to get two attacking returns, which he would need. Um, but it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. I just think it's, I would say it's unlikely, but it's not completely out of the question. I don't look at it and think, ah, that's never, ever going to happen. I think there's a good chance. I think he will get chances, Watkins. Um, it's just a, a case of how many and how clinical is he going to be. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I'm looking more into the midfield because there are some options here, mm-hmm. again, where you just need, uh, one one return. So John McGinn, who's mm-hmm. actually, actually been you know in the points fairly recently, uh, he only needs a goal to be. So he's at six point five. So it would need to be a start and a goal. It's not enough for just an assist. Uh, Jacob Ramsey also. I think he scored in his last game. Ramsey's at five point five. That's you know that's fairly tempting also. Um, and then you know there's a, there's a guy that I picked fairly you know quite a few times this season who's not really. Not really sort of fulfilled his potential in my eyes, but Emi Buendia at 6.5 again, he's starting. Um, he's, he's not had the greatest returns, not had the greatest start at Villa so far, but he's still playing and it is just one goal again. So he's another decent option there. On the Chelsea side of things, it's a little bit more It's a little bit more difficult. Sal Neguez is at 6.5, but I don't really know Sal enough to, and I haven't seen him enough in, in Chelsea's system to know what role he has in terms of, I know he plays in centre midfield, but is he the one that's going to just keep the ball ticking over or is he going to get forward? I'm not sure. I think he sort of performs mm. the Jorginho role if Jorginho is not available or he gets subbed off. Uh, but the rest of them are either 8.5 or 7.5. So it's, yeah, how many goals do you see them scoring? I'm not really too sure. Um, what are your thoughts on the sort of Chelsea and um, Villa midfield? Yeah, I mean, with a Chelsea, I mean, Sal has only played 45 minutes maximum in a game so far this season. So I, I definitely wouldn't go towards towards him um, just purely due to the amount of minutes he gets. There's a couple of options. You've mentioned a couple of ones that I picked out for Villa. But with Chelsea, it's very interesting that um, Conte has now returned. Not saying this is the only reason, but for the five games where Chelsea didn't keep a clean sheet, Kante was out the, t- out the side, um, injured for all those five games. The game before he was injured was the 3-0 win at Leicester, clean sheet. And the first game he returns is the game against Wolves, clean sheet. So mm. we know he holds that kind of defensive midfield position very, very strongly and, and provides really great support to the defenders. So I think he's you know a really key player for Chelsea. And the fact that he's now back probably adds an extra string to the to the defensive bow. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm thinking that Chelsea are probably going to keep a clean sheet here. And hence my focus is towards the defenders, of, of which you can kind of pick any of them because they all get involved in the goals, as we've discussed you know, <clears throat> previously. Um, Rudiger, uh, James, Azpil- even Azpilicueta and Alonso, Chilwell, Chal- okay, a couple of these are injured. So, you know, they're not all options, but they, they all get involved in the goals. 
Yeah, uh, they certainly and, do. And uh, it's not uh, its not my pick. So um, I may or may not pick a Chelsea defender. Um, <laughs> Mason Mount is the other one to mention. 8.5 target. I might be doing a bit of reverse psychology with you here, Simon. 8.5 target for Mount. He's got seven goals, five assists this season. Um, <laughs> worth mentioning, he has only beaten that 8.5 target three times this season because he's had those, obviously, those games where he had the huge hauls in. But mm-hmm. he's getting a lot of returns. So yeah. he would also be an option. As well as, as well as Jorginho, right, with the, with the penalties. Let's move on to the last game. It's Brighton versus Brentford, 8pm on Boxing Day. Now, there's been COVID outbreaks in both of these squads recently. So let's all have our fingers crossed that this game mm-hmm. goes ahead. All the defenders have a 6.5 target, apart from Lamptey, who has a 7.5. All the forwards also at 6.5. Uh, all the goalkeepers at 7.5. Brighton haven't won in their last 11 Premier League games. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Trossard, three goals and assist potential. We've got a couple of flags here to note. Dunks out with a knee injury or potentially out with a knee injury. Veltman's out with a potential facial injury and Bazuma, I believe, is also out. Um, not only have Brighton not won in their last 11, but they've also conceded 12 in their last eight, which doesn't mean that, you know, they're not getting, they're not having huge uh, deficits against them, but that's there's the consistency there in losing their clean sheets, it seems. So, I'm probably going to be starting to look towards Brentford, but Simon, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm kind of thinking Brentford um, also, um, and not just the fact that Brighton just haven't, you know, won many games. That you know they're not conceding many goals, but they're also really struggling to score goals themselves. Also, um, so you know, I think this is a game that could see a clean sheet. You know, Brentford do give you chances. They're going to give Brighton chances. I do think there's there's a chance. There's definitely a chance that both teams could score, but I, I just feel like it's one of those games where both of the managers are trying to play good football and they're trying to get on the ball, trying to keep hold of the ball, and that sort of limits chances if one or the other team does it better than the other. So I kind of feel like this is going to be like a one nil, like an, another one nil, like you see it with Brighton quite often. It's uh, you know they're usually tight affairs in this, these kind of games, uh, and I think Brentford are just going to go there. They've got a bit of confidence. They've won their last game. Um, they've got a bit of confidence recently. I just don't see a lot of confidence coming out of Brighton right now. And I think I think Brentford potentially go there and they they nick. You know it's a tight game nil and then Brentford nick a goal. I kind of feel like it's one of those games. I don't think there's going to be too many goals in this game. Um, so I'm. I'm, you know, I'm looking again at the sort of players that just need the the one, or potentially if you do feel like there's a clean sheet, you know, who's which players are more likely to sort of get the odd cheeky assist or something in terms of the attack. Where have you got anywhere you're focusing on at the moment that you think is 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 a good area to look at? Because I'm, I'm not going to lie, this is a tough one. Yeah, I I, I struggled initially and. I decided to put all my focus in the end into the Brentford midfield. One goal, one assist, but an XG of 3.33 and XA of 1.33. So, you know, he's also been quite unlucky with with getting uh, maybe some more returns. Um, Onyeka has two assists this season, also on a 4.5 target. He doesn't always start. So maybe the Brentford fans who are a bit more in the know there can let us know if he's, if he's likely to play or not. Um, and Janelt also has, has a goal. Um, but for me, it's probably going to be Norgard with his 4.5 target and his and his fairly high XG. And there's no one apart from you mentioned obviously Trossard earlier. He's the sort of key threat for Brighton. No one on that side that's interesting. You just you're just going for the Brentford win, yeah. Yeah, I am. It, yeah. Just the Brighton, just the stats for Brighton just aren't strong enough, and yeah. I just can't see other, other than Trossard. I can't see whether I mean Morpay is an option, but 
do I see him getting more than one return? I don't think so. So this this is the issue. It's not that, you know, I can't imagine Brighton scoring, but I just can't see who's going to beat their target. Yep, that's fair enough. Uh, And I can agree with you. I can't, like I said before, I kind of think it's going to be like a 1-0 or something. So, you know, in the midfield there with the 4.5 target, sometimes you just got to take a risk on these guys and and go for it and just, yeah, uh, take a gamble. There's also Canos at 6.5. He would only need a goal. Baptiste beat his target not long ago. He's at 5.5. You know, so there's some options in there for for, for Brentford for sure. Um, I'm again going to go for another outside of the pitch shout. Someone we haven't even spoken about in the Brentford defence. I'm going to go for Rico Henry. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rico Henry. He's beaten this target twice already this season, um, and he's one of the players that gets forward for them uh, from from fullback. Uh, and I expect. I, like I said, I kind of feel like it's going to be a clean sheet. And if he has something to do with the goal, that'll be his target. So I'm going to go for Rico Henry. That's going to be my 50th outside the box wow. this week. Yeah, I don't know what water you've been drinking today, Simon, but it's put you into the risky territory, that's for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love the random picks. All right, cool. That brings us to the end of the game week. Fantasy Five. So everyone, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fantasy5Jackpot. We run a Twitter competition each game week where we ask you to pick one player who you think could beat their target and one of you will win a £100 Amazon voucher. So since we last recorded a pod, we will issue congratulations to the most recent winners at FPL Mickey Mars, at FPL underscore Superducks and at Matthew Elaines. So well done to all of you. Thanks, Simon, for joining me once again. Any final thoughts from your side? Absolutely no problem. Yep, it's been a, it's been it's been great fun as always. And yeah, just to let you all you guys know again, just to keep a, a, an eye out, an ear out, either one you've on our socials and our podcast next week for the news about the the New Year's promotion, which will be coming. And again, just to note, there is no there's going to be no Christmas promotion. It's now changed to the New Year's promotion, which we'll we'll be announcing uh, information in due course. So keep an eye out, keep an ear out. And uh, yeah, good luck for the for the for the game week ahead. Thank you, Simon. Everyone, Merry Christmas, a Merry 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 Christmas to all of you. We hope you have a great time, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating. Enjoy your time with your family and loved ones, and enjoy the football. That's it for this week. Good luck, everyone, in making the right picks at www.fancy5.com. Remember, the deadline is 3 p.m. UK time on Sunday, December 26th. And join us next time and hopefully we'll be celebrating one of you being £10,000 richer.